All right. Uh. Can I be on the timing this time? <laughs> I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud of hopping in those gaps. Did it. You know what time without, it is. Without two songs playing hella loud for the first 30 seconds. Yeah. If you checked out our last episode, you had a, an, an engaging treat. Oh, yeah. In the beginning of like... <laughs> Quite the surprise. Our intro and our outro at the same time. And we just like talked over it way quieter than it for a minute. So you yeah. just heard like two songs for a good... <laughs> Go yeah. enjoy that. I recommend yeah. <laughs> That's going to be on the best of for sure. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. Yeah, our technical difficulties are better than our technical successes. It's more like technical negligence. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But whatever. Speaking of negligence, we're going to talk about the United States government. <laughs> womp womp. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> If it's what you say in the summer, I love yeah. it. You guys, we've got a super, super exciting episode today. We're coming in hot, as they say. We're, uh... Hella! We're all riled up. Hella. From, uh, from falling asleep. All the falling asleep and napping has led to this uh, fierce, intense, like, uh, fury that we're going to bring to you. The sleep rage. Yeah. So if you're cleaning yeah. your house, if you're organizing your dishes then you're going to get awake with or, fury organizing your dishes yeah you know I, I guess that's something people do man don't you hate when your dishes are all like like there's mugs all with the saucers that don't match and you got your ceramics and your plastic tableware all in the same shelf uh i gotta say i think your life is falling apart there <laughs> That's one of the serious issues we're addressing today. Yeah, anyway, so we're on like uh, episode, what, episode 19? 19. 19, season 2. Yeah, we're almost out of the teens of season 2. You know Whoa, what that man. means, folks? Only eight episodes left until we hit episode 27. And then at that moment, it becomes season 3. We arrive at season 3. We don't have like a seasonal break and then like revamp. We just revamp in between episodes best we can. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I want to try to cram the changes that I wanted to make between seasons. I realize that I've just got to do them through the end of this season. Because then what happens is uh, the whole reason why we're doing seasons is so someone can come in fresh with like a, a good start back up point. Because you never want to go back to the first podcast. Like Joe Rogan's had like... 1300 podcasts or something crazy like that if you go to the first one it's basically him and red man like playing with the streamer software and like <laughs> making snow happen and then looking at their own faces and like there's a lot of like you see just chin and the eyes of someone reading comments and then like replying to a couple comments but you don't know what the comment is yeah. so you're just like you just see joe rogan's chin <laughs> It's oh, a little yeah. bit of red man in the background. They're talking about how there's like snow falling and like, is it going? Is it working? Oh God! And hours of that. Nice. And, and like people pop it up and like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like we just hear like a him saying yeah, okay to something like you don't even know. So you guys, we've come a long way. Little Joe Rogan in broadcasting. It's true. So and that's a man with no seasons, but the the um, YouTube playlists are organized in sets of. I think it's sets. I wanted to say sets of 500 episodes, but that sounds 
immensely impractical. I think it's yeah, right. every hundred episodes. I think it's a playlist. Sounds more reasonable. I, I heard I playlists wonder, are the thing. I wonder if he's just gonna like blow everyone's mind eventually, just like drop season two. <laughs> just like ten years from now. Rocking like comedy is about two. to do that. The rocking comedy show, which is the the mothership uh, talk show on this very station, uh, is going to do season two. It's about to hit. Is it a thousand episodes or two thousand episodes? Something bold like that. I think it's a thousand episodes, but it might be old double thousand. But it's the time. Yeah, it's the time for rock and comedy Sometimes show season you just two. Gotta, yeah, which is great because imagine like coming in on that show fresh. Yeah, that's there's a lot of history. They'll 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 be the first anal ring toss of that season at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. So. There's a, uh, speaking of shows that are on the station, I was just hanging out with David Reed Watson earlier. His show is awesome. It was earlier and, uh, it was on live on location at, um, painless Wayne's tattoo. And I wanted to bring him up because he told me the coolest Maynard story. Yeah. That, that Mallow has to pretend he's hearing for the first time now in front of you guys. <laughs> I totally am. <laughs> But apparently some friends of his went to see Maynard's winery. And Who's Maynard? Maynard James Keenan, <laughs> the singer from Tool and Perfect Circle. Thank you. I forgot to let everyone know. Like, I'm just talking about my buddy. Hey, guys, my buddy Maynard, was, he has this winery. Yeah, no. I mean, he has the winery. It's not that I've met him, though. I've yeah. peripherally met people that have met him and hung out with him and stuff, but none of that counts. Yeah, totally. I not. shouldn't even mention not that. Even That's no. totally a worthless That's not name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> peripheral name drops right so apparently if you visit him at his winery you're not allowed to talk about music that makes sense yeah you don't want to talk about your other job when you're doing new job yeah <laughs> plus, yeah and then plus it's just going to be like tool fans talking about their secret theories about his songs yeah it's gonna and be he's annoying like, he's like you know how how long ago tool was man like, oh man yeah, we put out a new album. When was that? Like, what was that album? Ten Thousand Days. That was like eight years ago or something. I, I was thinking of Lateralis had to have been like at least twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I remember how anticipated that was. I remember being a junior in high school and all the buzz about like Tool finally coming back and having another album. So that was like twenty years ago. They came back. So yeah. Well, then it was Ten Thousand Days because then they like officially like weren't a band for a long time and then they finally came back and it was like 10,000 days i think that was the name of the album yeah and that was there's definitely yeah. one of their albums called that yeah i didn't know it that's what it was about i totally thought it was some like bible passage about spaceships that that like name had to do with it could have been i don't think they were actually not a band for actually 10,000 days exactly but that seems maybe. like a lot of days yeah I don't know. We could, could we could do the math on that. Oh man, but we're not going it's to. It's not math hour yeah. right now. Well, actually, let's <laughs> let's <laughs> actually <laughs> everyone get your calculators. Right. Calculate with us at home. Ah, I just made you spell boobless. <laughs> That's all that ever happens on a show like this. If someone makes you bring out a calculator, they're yeah, just going to tell you the numbers that make that happen. Anyway, collusion. Collusion. Should we go there first, or should we start a little more lighthearted? what you got well i, I want to talk about this dude i can't remember where it was i want to say like ohio or maybe somewhere in canada but this dude 
broke into an escape room <laughs> and made himself at home, popped a beer, you know, got a beer from the fridge, wandered around, uh, got some food, someone's lunch, heated it up, making himself nice and cozy. And then when he tried to get out, he couldn't because he fucked up the door on his entrance. So he had to call 911 to rescue him from the escape room. Which is like great marketing for the escape room, too. Yeah, it's so hard. Thieves break into it and it traps them like a yeah. pitcher plant. Yeah, like criminals can't get out of our escape room. Think you can do it? Like, I want to go there. Shit. Let's do it, guys. I want to have an escape room that's like a series of escape rooms themed after nature. Like, <laughs> one's like a Venus flytrap. So you have to, like, get out, like, before the... But, like, it closes oh. all slow and you can just, like beat up the rubber tendrils. Or that would be kind of freaky, though. It ends up like Tough Mudder, but with, like, more foam and <laughs> that Nickelodeon Gak stuff. Yeah. That was just, like, the the Nightmare Double Dare. Yeah. Or no, what was, uh, like, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Was that the game show? Dude, it was called Legends of the Hidden Temple. I usually can't remember that. Oh, man. But now that you said it, that's the, it had the uh, that stone-faced fellow. Yeah, that guy. Man. Mordecai. <laughs> Mord- that dude, Mordecai. Yeah. Oh man, please comment below about the that dude's real name, Mordecai. His his first name. <laughs> we just called him old Mort. But hey, better yet, do you remember the Agro Crag? Hell Nickelodeon yeah. Guts. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, you had to tune in the whole episode for the Agro Crag. Fucking, that was like everyone's dream was to like fail at the Agro Crag. Imagine being, uh. Like a twenty-something in that time period, and then going home and watching TV with your like little brothers and sisters or cousins or something, and then you're watching Guts, and one of those weird gray hands reaches out of the aggro crag, or like Hidden Temple had lots of that. Yeah, where just like arms came out of holes and just grabbed ankles and stuff. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's me. Up, oh, see my <laughs> scar. That's me. <laughs> no, with like Guts, it was always uh, you know, it was just Moira. You're like, yo, what's Moira doing? Moira? Yeah, she was like the female, the the female co-host. Oh and man, she had like I don't an English, uh, British accent. Oh yeah, yeah, I think. yeah. No, I remember. Moira. <laughs> there was a lot of throwing foam stones. Yeah, there was awesome, a lot man. of tumbling rocks that would just bounce in a way that displayed that they were clearly foam. Yeah. Now it's all. I mean, we don't have that anymore, man. I miss that stuff. Yeah, we have that American Ninja Warrior now. It's yeah, like it's not the same though. It's it just really like isn't. A, I mean. Well, it's not happening to children. Yeah. <laughs> we need to bring back, <laughs> like... an edge off. We need more childhood injuries on TV. <laughs> really. I mean, you know. The thing that I love about these new uh, padded sports shows, though, is the drops. Like, they'll pad everything. You'll get hit by a padded thing trying to climb over another padded thing while you jump between padded things. Yeah. But, like, you fall, like, 50 feet. <laughs> Into, like, a three-foot-deep pool or whatever. <laughs> totally safe, guys. Totally safe. Sign up. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Join. Uh, new guts. Double guts. Double guts! <laughs> All right. Lightheartedness. Mark Summers. It's over. Oh. Yeah, we're not going to make, like, a clear... Uh, reference or an analogy between two things where you'll go, oh, that's clever. That is like that. That reminds me of that. Just going to bring up old references. <laughs> it's like, remember the name of the host? It was Mark Summers. Okay, moving on. 
That's what's funny is like that's candy like. Right. Do you ever catch yourself eating consume eating? Where am I at right now? Consuming like a piece of entertainment, eating it with your eyes, and then you realize that you're just like in a nostalgia hole. You're not learning oh, anything yeah. or like totally processing any knowledge. Yeah, no. I'm all about it. It's like nostalgia. I did used to have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I love it. storage I wars. <laughs> American Gladiator. Oh man. Storage wars though. Oh man, but that's that's still on, right? It can't be the same though. Everyone's like at least ten years older. Yeah, they could still do it. Oh. <laughs> man, what happened though? I know Storage Wars isn't around anymore. I was like yeah, I into know. it for a minute. I don't know. Help us out, you guys. Post all, whatever's the died. new. Just they like, all died? Uh, like no, like the the old man from the fucking Pawn Stars. He croaked recently, oh, like a yeah. couple weeks back. Like old man. That's what that was his name, right? Old man. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 dad. Yeah. Pops. Man. Old man pops. I feel disrespectful not remembering his name, but I don't know if his name was public. It was, old, was like pops. old man pops pawn shop. Yeah. That was his full name. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Legal name. Pretty sure. Did you have a favorite Pawn Stars character? I actually hardly ever watched the show. But it would have to be uh, just the bald dude, Rick. Rick, yeah. Rick. I was totally going to say Rick, too, because like he made it like a real show that you could like learn stuff from. Yeah, stuff. but it's always hilarious because he's like, uh, I don't really know much about this. Let me call a buddy of mine. Who who's an expert in this stuff? It's like, like, all right. It's like, dude, there's like this all these experts about just like random shit all over town. Is that really how it goes? I mean, I between so. here and LA, it's not implausible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have more than one place where you can learn how to gamble. Like professionally. There's like multiple schools for table games here. I mean, well, are you talking about like to to teach how to deal table games? Or, That's what I was trying to say. How to, to gamble? Say. Like there's like I, I gambling really academies. <laughs> no, dude, there is though. I'm sure. I'm assuming. Are. I have no evidence of this, but I'm I'm yeah, saying I insist. Be. I mean, that's how we're doing news now, right? That's like poker academy. <laughs> yeah. I know there's dealing schools, but I, yeah, I swear right. there's like playing schools. Yeah, there's got to be. Right. Plus, we're at an age in media where we really don't have to confirm that. Totally, no. We're just going to leave that up to you. I mean, if the government can make shit up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no you know. I mean, hey, learnhowtocountcards.com. <laughs> Fuck, I graduated in 2001.5. Or not even bother to make something up when standing for something that's atrocious. For example, the small company... Small company, the small country that the United States was trying to bully into not uh, supporting breastfeeding. So the U.S. threatened trade re restrictions and withdrawal of military aid to little old Ecuador over a breastfeeding resolution. Specifically, they wanted uh, the U.S. wanted Ecuador to change their language in this uh, so that it would reflect promotion of food products okay wait I, I butchered this okay so in this resolution ecuador was going to 
just say in a resolution, there wasn't mm. any like action or anything that Ecuador does not promote food products that harm children. Like mm. who would be against a food, like who's against, uh, like who's for harming children with food products? Yeah. Like a food product that harms children, like no one's into that. But for some reason, the United States didn't like give like, a, oh, hey, it's because there's this untruth or like this product sometimes harms people or any kind of like reasonable explanation of why that language should be taken out. Yeah. And it took Russia stepping in and <laughs> accusing the United States of bullying Ecuador quite accurately yeah. uh, for wanting to immediately threaten them of trade restrictions restrictions, and uh, re withdrawing. Our military aid, it's not like a, a minor thing to withdraw that. Our military is like the rental military for tons of small countries. Yeah. And that's been the deal way longer than any of us have been around for a lot of these. So withdrawing that is like no minor threat over a resolution to support breastfeeding. And all of that spirals around the fact that the United States is the biggest producer of infant formula. Mm -hmm. And all of this hauntingly mirrors Nestle's biggest scandal, where um, innumerable African children died when Nestle donated a shit ton of formula, mm. and mothers, uh, really poor mothers gave their infants formula and then stopped producing their own milk and then couldn't afford to get new formula. Yeah. And there was like a wave of infant deaths over this that Nestle still carries as like a black flag on their history and has like affected their branding from then on and everything. And we're basically completely oblivious to that scandal in this transparent uh, strong arming of this little nation not to encourage something that's super healthy and obvious and we're not even like giving like a fake reason yeah just hey don't do this we're gonna restrict so we're gonna tear off you what you're saying is that the u.s government was unsuccessfully shilling for uh formula companies for sure mad shilling well i think like in this case as loaded as a word as shill is it's actually weaker than what was really happening yeah that's true it wasn't just the government doing this thing via payola, it's straight up threats. Threats that affect another country economically for daring to encourage their citizens to do something that's safer with their that's children. That's like hella, like, normal and healthy. Yeah. I wonder if it's because Donald Trump is, like, secretly afraid of, like, breastfeeding or something. <laughs> he has some weird, like, breastfeeding neurosis. Well. Oh, wait, no, I'm just going to, that's true, actually. I just I just found out it's true. It's it's so weird, but it's it's actually true. There is that woman that he specifically harassed for wanting to take a break, a lawyer, uh, wanting to take a break, uh, this court break to breastfeed, just to yeah. pump milk so someone else could breastfeed her kid. Yeah, just to go pump, and Trump like refused to take to like let her take a break, and um, then said that she like took her breasts out in the thing and it was disgusting and called her disgusting. He's like massively anti breastfeeding in a creepy illogical way. I don't know. Got some neuroses. Yeah, for reals. And that's it makes me wonder what the breast situation was on those Russian hookers he had pee on him. <laughs> like did you see the there was a, a clip uh because he was uh 
meeting with was it it was regarding our NATO allies I think and he was basically talking about how uh, Germany was captured by Russia because Germany gets a lot of their um, or they use uh, gas from Russia for their energy right and it's like it's I mean countries buy energy from other countries no big deal yeah Russia's right there yeah and so, and so there's a clip of a, a German broadcast and this woman is saying, and she's like, today, uh, Trump, you know, stated that Germany is captured by Russia. And then she just like starts laughing hysterically for like two minutes and she cannot contain herself. And she's like, did you guys catch that? Germany is captured by Russia. She's like, two words, PP tapes. <laughs> fucking cracked me up but it's like hilarious like because we're we're in such a media bubble in the u.s regardless of like which side of the spectrum you're on it's not about that like we are pretty insulated from the views of other countries and like it's i i think right now like america's kind of a joke yeah a lot of other countries even with uh how much balance you think you might be getting getting both sides of the news, so to speak, for American broadcasters. Then you go and look at BBC's news and you see all the protesters mm-hmm. in uh, in London right now over Trump's visit and the things on their signs are not the things on the signs of our protesters. So we're here using language like immigration mm-hmm. and uh, people that are seeking asylum and they're over there using words like refugees. And this is an area of the world that's had to deal with tons of Syrian refugees unavoidably. Mm -hmm. And the load of refugees has been part of the controversy over Brexit. It's been part of, excuse me, lots of similar immigration controversies over there too but it's never been questioned that every country needed to take on some of the refugees yeah you can't just take a country that's not that's a war zone with people escaping because that's what we had to do to clean up after world war ii to not have a world war three again and it's the lack of that and the lack of sympathy over the conquered nations that led to world war ii in the first place after world war one i mean world war ii was a direct result of uh, a kind of meta version of disciplining someone from the viewpoint that like no one is all bad, no one is all good, or at least most people are not. If you have a classroom of children, you've got to assume that all of them have good and bad in them. Mm. And it's classic to discipline and then follow with kindness. Yeah. So in World War II, there was defeat and then rebuilding. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of rebuilding of Germany to what Germany is today, as opposed to World War One, leaving a bitter and ruined Germany yeah, yeah. to come back and have all kinds of misplaced uh, hate that was easy to manipulate. And a generation of people growing up in a post-war zone and downtrodden with no understanding of why they're different than other people just born in a different area that were on a different side of decisions that were made a generation before them. So you have this war and then like that, the mirror of that and living in the continents that really had to do with that instead of being over here in America that just stepped in when it was cozy with the world's biggest military. Yeah. 
and also happened to use the same um, upturn of construction for military stuff to get out of a recession, out of the depression. Yeah, totally. As much as the New Deal and such might have been helping us get out of the Depression to a certain extent, especially the creation of the National Park Service and how many jobs that made and stuff, it really was all the production for World War II that pulled us out of that. Yeah. And so we had this happy experience from this war, and now there's this civil war going on below us in Honduras and Venezuela, and we've, instead of taking even close to the share of refugees that uh, the UK had to deal with from Syria, we're just jailing them all. Not even like having a port open where they can get to or have any knowledge of where they should arrive. Yeah. Trying to escape from on... straight up murder. Yeah, and just being like, oh, you guys aren't asylum seekers now. All the ports are closed. You're illegal. Yeah. Like, that's, You're an illegal immigrant crazy. now. You don't even get processed for asylum. And like, that's, that's one of the things I've been like itching to talk about is, is rather than go which I probably will go off on a rant eventually, but it's uh, talking about framing because it's a thing that really like controls how people think. And it's like subconscious, but it controls how you think about issues. And uh, like you were saying with uh, the protest signs here contrasted with the protest signs in London. Yeah, even even people on the same side are, are using different language because mm-hmm. it hasn't occurred. It didn't occur to me to refer to these people as refugees and not just asylum seekers. And one's a lot more powerful of a word. Yeah, an asylum seeker could be someone that's just avoiding <laughs> uh, prosecution for something that might be a crime in their home and not over here. Not someone actively fleeing a war zone. That's a straight up refugee. Yeah, and totally. that's what Bangladesh had to deal with after the Rohingya situation. Yeah. And all of Europe had to deal with that with Syria and other examples of that. Syria is just a cozy recent one. Yeah. But like framing, I mean, it happens in almost every political discussion in the country and usually it's very binary. And like one of the easiest examples to think of is abortion. Like back in the day, it used to be your pro-life or your pro-abortion. And like, no one's really pro-abortion yeah. that I've ever talked to. No one's like, yeah, everyone go get abortions. Like, we love abortions. We want everyone to have abortions. That's not what, what anyone's saying. You know, they're saying, like, abortions are going to happen anyway. And rather than let women who are desperate and are going to have an abortion in a back alley with a fucking coat hanger, like, make it safe and legal. And then those who make that decision or get in a tough spot, whatever the case is, you know. So now it's framed as you know, pro-life and pro-choice when it it could actually be framed as pro-choice and anti-choice. And sometimes it is. But the framing, like, shuts down the spectrum of the discussion so much. And it happens in, like, every political discussion. So we got to, like, think outside the box and, like, not get stuck. Because your brain will automatically latch on to, like, whatever is presented as both sides of the issue. And not everything's black and white. There's tons of gray area in everything. Yeah, it's uh, it blows my mind how even the people sympathetic to the separated families uh, with the viewpoint that they're just immigrants seeking a better life and not refugees uh, fleeing from uh, imminent death. Mm-hmm. Even then, we've got people sympathetic and holding signs and trying to sway the other side. And it's 
missing this whole strength that that side could have that seems so obvious seeing it in the signs in Britain and in England. It was a big wake-up call for me. All of their signs talked about us jailing refugees and, like, how we're treating and how we're turning away refugees. And that's really what's occurring. And that's getting buried in the fact... Or it's getting buried in all of the... The endless news cycle (laughs) that, like, no one in their right mind can fucking keep up with anymore. And and the fact that the people that are against what's going on, so to speak, Mm -hmm. against the jailing of these refugees are framing it so kindly by just making it look like the same immigration thing that the right is making it look like, just not uh, bringing up the fact that, you know, hey... Most of these people are not MI-13. MS-13. MS-13. <laughs> MI-13 sounds like the British spy. MI-6. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was mixing up for sure. <laughs> but yeah, a, a gang founded in LA, by the way. Yeah. They're like <laughs> most of the members are actually American citizens. Yeah. You know, so there's that. <laughs> and it's not like a, a huge gang that's like running rampant across the US. No, that's not who's going over the border. There hasn't been any kind of upturn in and violence by immigrants or even minorities, and there hasn't been uh, upturn in immigration at all. No. We've that's had what's less crazy. and less immigration. Why are we going harder and harder on it? I, yeah, which is really <laughs> crazy, because if you just frame the whole situation as an immigration problem, it makes it easy to do that. And then you just, you know, and along with, like, the administration has been, like, fairly openly, like, dehumanizing these people yeah. with, like, some pretty, like, fucked up language. Um, and yeah, and like, so now I, I see a lot of framing as like, it's either deport everyone or your open border. You want open borders. And like, I haven't heard anyone ever talk about having completely open borders and just let every fucking person that comes in, like no one on either side, I've ever heard say that, yeah, but it's, it's a talking point for vetting that everyone could agree with. Yeah. But like we do need immigration reform. But the the government isn't willing to do that. I'm talking about all them little Congress critters <laughs> who who don't want to actually do any job. They just want to sit there and bitch and, you know. So today, oh, this is an election year, by the way. So, you know, what whatever, you know, just educate yourself. And I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't like to, like, tell people, don't vote this way. Everyone's evil and all that bullshit. But, I mean, obviously, you know, both I'm- sides are not the same. I'm back on your abortion analogy in that it's one of those things that people are going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if there wasn't a gigantically, crisisly, uh, very crisisly refugee situation. Yeah. It's very crisis-esque. The crisis-liest. Yeah. That's completely uh, oblivious in our news, too. Um, the news, uh, <laughs> Venezuela, that stopped kind of popping into the feed months ago and it's not better over there no that's what <laughs> that's what like drives me crazy too is like the news cycle now seems like so fast that it's like impossible for a normal person to keep up it, it really is like so much shit happens so often which is crazy and that's like that's not a good thing that like you can get distracted by so many things that so other so many other serious issues just like zip on by you and it, you know, fuck, man. No one had, there's not enough hours in the day. You yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like when uh, Americans 
want to generically talk about impoverished nations mm. and countries that are still uh, at the very beginning of, of building an economy and, and uh, like the very earliest developing nations, we think of like little countries in Africa. We just think of the starving children in Africa and they're so far away and just whatever, it's someone else's problem. But meanwhile, we've got this whole continent that we're attached to that's as bad off or worse. And yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. And then meanwhile, we in our own country have issues with income inequality and, I mean, homelessness and all kinds of shit, man. It's just, I mean, there's trouble all over, but man. you can't keep up with it, you know? And that income equality and all the middle-class jobs that these tariffs threaten. Right. It's just those those are the jobs that are going to be axed the moment materials costs skyrocket with these extra tariffs. Because we can't just tariff without getting tariffed in return. We're already getting massive tariffs back from China. Mm-hmm. And our relationship with China and all of the white-collar design and industrial design and engineering jobs that are some of our biggest source of a middle class sector is is going to just evaporate to people that are going to have to learn Chinese. What's <laughs> the thing is the immigration from United States to China, uh, when they're hungry for our generations of design experience, mm in industrial design and engineering, we come up with so many of the ideas that they create. It's been that way for so long. It's going to be like what happened with the United States and Japan and just in reverse. We're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, and like... Oh, hold on. Hold on. I just had it. I just had it. Uh, slipped, slipped away from me. God damn it. Oh, wait, no. So, because the uh, unemployment's getting, like, I mean, it's been on a downward trend for a long time. Um, so, unemployment's getting pretty low. Um, but companies are still complaining that, like, they can't fill these jobs. Yeah. And there's all these articles coming out of, like, Bloomberg and Forbes. And it's like, uh, these companies are saying, like, oh, we might have to pay people more for these competitive jobs. But it'll cut into the fucking CEO's profits and shit and the shareholders. And I'm like... Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah, as if wages me? could never grow. Yeah, you like if you, if you look forever. at a, if you look at a graph over like the last twenty or thirty years and look at uh, productivity versus wages of the middle class, like productivity goes up yeah. at a very steady angle, and wages just kind of go sideways. There's little ups and downs here, but it's like uh, it. No, it it's a bad look, man. Man, but, living wages for different skill sets. Among just people we've bumped into, uh, people I know in town, people I know colloquially, collic- colloquially. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they all have like pet horses that they make king, god king or something. Colloquial. Never mind. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. I'm so determined so. to say it. <laughs> Sometimes, gotta give up. Yep. On a, on Caligula. <laughs> How Caligula-ly is all of this going? Oh, it's pretty fucking... On a scale of one to Caligula. (laughs) We're at, like, Horse God. Oh, man. I love it. Great movie. Did you ever see that movie? 
It's fucked up. I couldn't see the whole thing. Oh, it's fucked up. But it's great. I, I, Everyone should watch it with your kids right now. Uh, well, not right now, after the I, show. I came, I came and went on it. A friend of mine was determined to watch the whole thing. Yeah. And I just, like, came and left on the room, depending on, like, how particularly he was, like, yelling. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. I felt the same way about Dune. Like, Dune was one of those movies where I first tried to watch it, because I was a huge fan of the books. I finally wanted to watch the movie, and it's, like, four hours long or some shit. And, like, I fell asleep in the middle of it, and I wake up and thought it was, like, four hours later. And I'm like, holy shit, this movie is still on. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm not even halfway through the movie, and I took a nap? Holy oh, shit. Fucking Dune, man. Same Sounds with Caligula. Nice. Same yeah, and it'll, it'll make, just, it'll make just as much sense, man. <laughs> That's Dune. Oh, man. Yeah, everyone should watch it. It's a good flick. It's terrible. Don't watch it. I'm lying to you right now. I'm I'm legit haunted by the baby formula strong army thing, though. Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. I've never felt so strongly by one specific action that the country that I was unavoidably under uh, was that uh, ill-intended. Yeah. That there could be... A decision makes with no excuse, no even attempt to like come up with some fakey reason. Yeah, why no they rationalization. No, just straight yeah. up trade restrictions. Uh, we withdraw military support if you promote breastfeeding. You're like, hey, listen, uh, our president is kind of creeped out by breastfeeding. Okay, so you guys can't do that. No country anywhere can do that because our president is creeped out by breastfeeding. Yeah, of course it's a Latin American country. Yeah. I feel like Latin America is just really trying to happen to go it on their own. I feel like the West West uh, has supported one another in, in rebuilding a lot. I mean, of course, Germany after World War II. Um, and uh, Spain, with the EU helping Spain. There's just so many instances of support of Western nations and European nations from other nations neighboring mm. them lots of complaints of course uh all kinds of controversy over it and like them not pulling their way and they might leave the eu yeah all that but at least they're in the conversation no one's talking about uh, ecuador no one's talking about uh, guatemala man guatemala's <laughs> been bad off for a minute yeah and it's just totally under the radar meanwhile all the wells of fresh water being built for little african countries and stuff and all the well wishes being sent over there and we're just totally and and there's this issue with this one i believe is guatemala where there's so many like leftover american clothes sent there like sports teams that lost and stuff <laughs> And just trucks and trucks of bringing them to the poor people in the streets yeah. that, like, you could live, like, in a grass hut or whatever and just be hella poor, have a hard time finding clean water, and get a brand new shirt every day. Damn. And then you just throw it in one of the trash piles along the road. Oh, Jesus. There would just be – there might be a corpse or two in them, like, about seven, eight feet tall garbage piles just along the road every couple every mile. Nice. And – so we can afford to send all this fucking leftover garbage cotton over to them, but we can't get um, water, cleaning supplies, uh, maybe a couple garbage trucks. 
to move some of this shit to a landfill. Like, basic stuff that would cost less than the half-ass leftover yo. bullshit we send over there that's actually causing a worse garbage crisis. Hold on, yo, hold on. Uh, Flint, Michigan, slash Puerto Rico. Oh, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean... Yeah. I mean, those, that's... One of those is part of a legit state. Another is a territory we claim to be responsible for. Right? That's, like, on track to have the longest blackout in history. Yeah, in the history of, anywhere. of electricity being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The longest anyone's ever been without electricity after having electricity. Yeah, after facing, like, a natural disaster, they just, like, tore through it. Yeah. But, you know, hey, they're, you know, they're Puerto Ricans. It's no big deal. Yeah, after having a, cor- a corrupt and completely uh, dissolving, if not entirely dissolved at this point, electric company mm-hmm. that was just uh, Paola and Bribes, the electric company, to the point where when their grid went down, when it was uh, from natural disaster time, months after still not having power, there's still fields of solar panels unconnected. And people... And the t- trying to like break in from these abandoned solar farms that were built by this failed electric company and never actually put on the grid to try to get them actually operational. It's just crazy. It seems like actually just insane that that's yeah. a thing that happens. And like no one talks about it. Like it hasn't been in the news for, yeah. I mean, since it happened, like for the first month. But like that's the attention span of like the US media. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, no one. <laughs> What what we're losing ratings. No one wants to hear about this anymore. All right, next thing. I feel like news about Flint water being undrinkable was a thing when we were like kids. Mm-hmm. But there's a Michael Moore movie about that. That was like his breakout. That was like how Michael Moore became known was his Flint documentary. And Crazy. meanwhile, we've only found more lead since that documentary in the water. Yeah, it's insane. But I think some, I think some dudes. Well, because, you know, like, the, the kids were trapped in that cave in Thailand. Uh-huh. And then Elon Musk was recruited just by, like, some dude on Twitter. I can't even remember. He just asked if he could help. And then Elon Musk started, like, going back and forth about some logistics about this and dropping in some, like, uh, power cells and all to help, like, get the kids out. And he ended up yes. jumping in. And I then- know where you're going with the It's... I'm so angry about it. Go on. And then... So- and then- uh, some other dude on Twitter was like, uh, I think he was like being sarcastic about it, but well, he was being serious, put in a sarcastic way. He's like, please, Elon, uh, no one's going to stop you if you try to help Flint, Michigan or, or something <laughs> like that. And then now like Elon has said that he'll, uh, he'll help supply clean water to Flint, Michigan. What? Okay. I'm even more excited because that's really positive and i didn't know he had anything to do with flint michigan or heard anything about that yeah it's like that's it's pretty new I, I don't i mean i don't think there's like a hard plan but he's like that's the way said to that tweet. he wants to help yeah that's the way yeah, i'm right. legit pissed at the tweets at him that are like oh way to showboat and like throw your hat and these kids things why don't you get out of the way and let like the professionals rescue those kids and stuff meanwhile meanwhile he yeah he's got an email from the professionals helping the kids saying okay we think we might have it but go ahead and keep trucking on your little submarine thing just in case because there's still a little one we might need that thing yeah. to rescue him with and he helped in other ways too like with supplies and um mm. but that was a crazy and he tried and he was on there on help even said like okay uh, i'm 
I, I'm going to keep trying even if we're not needed. He even yeah, mentioned yeah. that he was fully aware that he might not even uh, need to help anything all through it. Yeah, totally. And like, I remember when we first talked, we didn't get to it last week. We were going to kind of talk about it. And I was going to throw my prediction uh, in the ring. And I was, I was imagining some like weird scenario where they could just like snake a rope through to the kids and give them a guideway to like get through those deep little parts that are underwater. From what I saw of the tiny submarine thing, I think there was a guide rope. Yeah, no, so they I had like divers go in and shit. Yeah. Um, and like the the cave was crazy. Yeah, like when you look at it, it, was crazy, and there was a really tight. And they had divers and shit go in there and like eventually rescue all the kids. And one dude died saving those kids. Yeah, but like it was pretty fucking gnarly. When you have a pro diver, one of these professionals that Elon's in the way of or whatever, die trying to get him. Hey, grab whoever, grab all the billionaires. I don't see another billionaires lining up. Right. Like, yeah, I don't see. Fucking, oh man, uh, I was going to name drop that Microsoft dude, Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul Allen's not building any fucking submarines. I didn't see any Surface tablets over there, mapping out any kids. Right, that's why I feel like <laughs> Elon Musk is thinking Star Trek. That's like his end goal, is like, get us to Star Trek territory, yeah, you know what I mean? That, that uh, good-natured, common good for life forms yeah. kind of thought like plant the seeds that hey we can all be flying around in fucking space but here we are bitching about letting refugees into our country and talking about yeah uh those people have different color skin than us and they're evil or some shit like you know what trips me out about uh this whole racism business and it is it is pretty apparent that there are segments of our population that are you know racist and we can call those people who are racist, racist, but whatever, beside the point, that there isn't, there aren't different races of humans. Like, the human race is one race. We're all, like, 99.8% genetically yeah. identical, and it's that 0.2% that makes us different. We're much, much more similar than, say, like, breeds of dogs, for example. Yeah, it's insane to me. And, like... Or even different spe- species of large cats. Like... right. Uh, lions, pumas, leopards, leopards, pumas, man, they look so similar genetically miles apart compared to different races of human. Yeah. And like, I mean, we, we live in different places and there's different cultures and different nationalities, but there aren't different races of humans. Like (laughs) I don't, I, I just legitimately don't understand it anymore. The adaptation that we go through, uh, to environment, I've heard, that you can take someone whose family line is just like Africa, as far back as you can go, mm. uh, skin as black as midnight, and have them raise a family for like two or three generations in like Ireland or somewhere that cloudy, uh, Netherlands, mm-hmm. where they just really are not going to make any vitamin D without getting pale within a couple generations. And boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The melanin production in the skin would definitely lighten up. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know how many generations it would take, but, I mean, eventually they would Yeah, I don't really skin. know how many generations either, but the, it the fact take that, that, we're that we're way more similar than we realized. We yeah, which is crazy. We put arbitrary differences between one another. Right? <laughs> like, we all live on one planet, and, I mean, we're going for, I mean, we have a global economy uh, let's all fucking cooperate and stop all this bullshit that fucking keeps everyone down, man. 
for sure. Like, fight the power. Okay, since you said, I'm going to cut it out. Fight the power. I'm going to stop oppressing. With Elon Musk's help. Yeah. Elon and I, we're going to stop oppressing. Yo, Elon, help a brother out. Man, okay. God, this is really killing me on this. Particularly Hank Green. Uh, Hank Green and his brother, I forget his brother's name, are YouTube moguls. Mm -hmm. uh, Behind several of YouTube's hugest channels. Particularly some of my favorite, like uh, Crash Course History, yeah, the Crash yeah. Course series. Fucking love Hank Green. Cool guy. But the stance that he took with Elon was disgusting. Really? Yeah, I really hope that he addresses it and frames himself better uh, in, in the future on it. Because while the point that he made, I can't argue with, and mm-hmm. it was beautiful, I feel like he took an opportunity to take a different point out of something Elon said and um, make a completely different point that undermines Elon's point while not really being relevant to Elon's point. So what I mean by this specifically is that someone tweeted at Elon uh, some snarky comment about him, him being, a, oh, you know what? Have to, to be honest, you know, uh, admit that Elon started this one. Yeah. <laughs> so it started with him tweeting, bitching about being discriminated against as a billionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How if he wasn't a billionaire, he could just be an engineer and be appreciated for engineering and yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. that. But just because he's a billionaire, everyone's got to look at anything he does like sideways, like it's got some other purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. He can't just be altruistic for the sake of being altruistic. Yeah. Making kind of that point. And Hank Green's like, uh, oh, oh, and so. Then someone else commented to him snarky about that. And then Elon said that he's caused like um, tens of thousands of people that he employs directly. Mm-hmm. And hundreds of thousands yeah, of people that he employs. In, yeah, I, I remember that. A little strong worded to call, say feeds their families. I think this yeah, is part yeah. of what triggered Hank. That's why I think like this could be redeemed with some more banter between them. Mm-hmm. This is like a bad game of telephone that we're like one of those non-arguments where you're like, you know, both people are on the same side, but they're fighting over nothing. They're like talking past each other because mm-hmm. they're focused on like a different part of the conversation. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. focused on a different point being made. That's not the original person's intent. So Elon's talking about, um, and a little bitchy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, okay. I employ this many people directly feed their families and through vendors and suppliers of my companies, it's this many hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people yeah, yeah. that are employed directly f- from my billionairehood. It's going right back into hiring these people, and they have a job that they wouldn't otherwise have. That point being made. And Hank's like, I employ hundreds of people too, but I don't say that. They all work for me and contribute equally, and... uh I, I consider them all equal contributors, and they're all building this thing. I'm like, wait a minute. You built an, a media enterprise with a bunch of other content creators. Yeah. I know Elon's people are talented and stuff, too, but you harvested a bunch of people that had a chance of marketing their talent as independent contractors, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are people working for you that have a lot better chance of working for themselves without you, and, yeah, you're building a family with them, and that's great. Elon's employing a bunch of... Um, professionals in a situation where they've got to work for a company. There's not a lot of like freelance engineers until you get to like consultant status. You should, he should just, I, I feel like Elon should just take a picture of the car in space. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just be like, 
that that pissed a lot of people off that I think should get over it too. Yeah. Because um you can't not test like the amount of money and the amount that even just like the taxes he's paying and the tiny percentage of those taxes that goes to foreign aid just through the government mm-hmm. is uh more than any 10 of us are ever going to donate to shit <laughs> yeah, totally. in like a month. Yeah. And he's making that money, putting that stupid car in space. He's said a million times, uh, rockets are usually tested like a lump of cement or something. This is an old car. It's not even like a new car. He could have given to some family or something. Yeah. It's his old car. It probably doesn't have a lot of good years left. And it's one of the first Teslas. It's basically like a, like a Lotus Elise. <laughs> Like electric shit, right? Clumsily thrown in there. Anyway, uh, it wasn't the greatest car that he threw up there. Anyway, uh, it's not like you could sell that car and, and feed more than a couple families for a couple months. And, and not, if the, yeah, he's still got to test the rocket, and the rocket's yeah. gonna make a bunch of money, and the rocket's gonna give a bunch of poor people free internet. That same rocket is going to launch a thing that he's currently trying with the first few satellites of now that are low orbit satellites. They they go. Um, just a, a tiny fraction, say a, a, a factor of 10 versus 300. I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact numbers, but it's that kind of, it's like soup. I want to say like 3% or around three to 10% the height. Uh, I guess I'm going too crazy on just how low these satellites are, but that's yeah. a big deal because then you can have a handheld device able to communicate with them and get something that's like the equivalent of Wi-Fi. It's going to have to be a different transmission method. Yeah, but you eventually like get a bunch of satellites in, in and then free internet. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to monetize it, if there's going to be advertising involved, or just a goodwill of that leading to advertising for other companies, other things. I don't know if it's going to be subscription service like XM. That's also plausible. Yeah, I say like the day that... That last satellite gets in orbit and everyone has free internet. Yeah, we just like fucking trash the shit out of the Cox building. Every Cox building everywhere. <laughs> just fucking trash it. I can't wait. Cox is supposed to be our best option for internet. And I don't know if I'm being discriminated against for living in a poor neighborhood, but I've had my internet out for at least an hour a day for a week and a half to two weeks. Just in, like, prime time, too. You know, maybe, maybe you should uh, exercise your choices of the free market and pick another provider. Oh, yeah, I should pick one of the no other providers available in my neighborhood. <laughs> I can totally get... Oh, you know what? I could get Clear or AT&T, which is basically cellular internet. Yeah. So I have a box that just pretends to be a cell phone and then gives me Wi-Fi. And then after I use... For maybe I can afford eight gig of high speed, mm. then I'll be on three G, and uh, I'll have to wait. What was it like two, three minutes for like a map to open? Uh, yeah. Certain websites when my phone uses up its high speed and I drop down to three G, many websites and uh, like checking my credit card, uh, they just straight up won't work. I just, I get a message that the the internet connectivity is so slow that a lot of websites and apps just air out entirely. So this free unlimited internet that's being tossed around there is it's like unlimited useless internet. Right. And like a certain amount of high speed and that's what you get. So with eight gigs, eight gigs is like two nights of YouTube for a couple hours. That's not much. So so that's obviously not an option. Oh, and then there's CenturyLink, the phone company. 
<laughs> yeah, we really have like a lot of up to date technology going on with a phone company. Right. No, their best bet is like a tenth of what Cox Speed starts at. And the, the last time markets. Yeah, this free market where neighbors of mine down the street, uh seriously three blocks down the street in a nice neighborhood in Summerlin, were getting a certain speed from CenturyLink at a certain price. It was the entry level price they're getting this speed. I, I don't remember the speed, but it was like exactly three times the speed that I was measuring. I, I had people come over a couple times and they said, nah, we just give up. We're not offering that speed in your area. Like, but you're charging the same amount as the price that you're charging my friend three blocks down, but you're not offering the same speed for that price in this area. I'm like, yeah, we just don't have the equipment available to go that speed yet. And I'm like, to go that speed, I'm asking for the same speed that's Cox's cheapest speed. I'm asking right. for you to beat a competitor that's charging $10 less a month for a three times faster. I just want you to match that. That's all I'm asking. So that was a, a, a small fiasco that led to me ditching the one other competitor. And I've done clear, too. Yeah. Clear internet, uh, in a, aside from that high-speed running out issue, um, worked rarely. <laughs> that was right. very hit or miss where I could actually pick it up. All right. So I'm going to, I feel like we don't do enough hypotheticals on this show. Oh. I've been feeling like hypotheticals lately, right? Hypothetical time. Yeah. So, so like if you were, if you were a mumble rapper and your stage name had to start with Lil apostrophe, Lil apostrophe something, what would your mumble rapper name be? Lil Guzzle. And? It sounds like I'm, Yo, that's I'm legit. That's really a real, consuming life. Yeah. That's like. That's a real one. You're consuming them Zans. Because you have to have one where there's a lot of um, synonyms for your thing so that you can play into your marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Little Guzzle, I'm always chugging life. I'm drinking it down. Little Guzzle's getting a sip. Let Little Guzzle come in and have a little taste. Oh, shit. You're just, it's like it's got the whole... You've got a bouquet. Fucking, that's great. That's actually way better than I had. Oh, Damn. no, no, let's build on it. What's yours? Let's no, mine is just like, I feel like I would just be like Lil Andy Rooney. Lil Andy. See, this bringing a celebrity name in it, that's a thing. Right? Like just that old grumpy dude from 60 Minutes back in the day <laughs> who would be like, with them crazy eyebrows. Like, yeah. yo, what I got to do to get them crazy eyebrows? And then bitch about everything like I already do. <laughs> you know, Lil Andy Rooney. Come to town, make you make you realize everything is fucking stupid. Yeah, and see what's got ruined. Right? <laughs> you guys paid to come to a concert? Who pays to come to concerts anymore? You guys are stupid. Little Andy Rooney. Oh, dude, no, real talk. Uh, why aren't there more advertising-based sponsors? I mean, concerts. Naturally, there's advertising-based sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> the definition but yeah i mean we've got bigger screens than ever we've got uh advertising oh you mean like doing like a pay-per-view concert at of the concert i mean that's not a bad idea but i was thinking that uh with all the sponsorship times you know i guess i guess thinking this through more there's a lot of uh precedent for say like sports games 
mm-hmm. covered in advertising, you still have to pay for the ticket. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the ticket to see a local sporting event compared to the ticket to see like a, a international touring act, especially at an arena level, yeah, is like f- factor of ten again price yeah. difference. Um, yo, what about this, right? So you can order a pay per view of the concert while you're at the concert. So you can watch the concert on your cell phone <laughs> while you're actually at the concert. Yo, half the fun for twice the price. You don't just, you know what I'm saying? I, I can add one well, extra ready. bonus to that. So we're, we're about to, we're about to ruin this idea. Rooney oh, style. No, no, no. It's a good thing. We're using the word backwards. All it's, right. it's that hip situation where like right. ruining is good right now. Oh, oh, you're about to ruin it. Oh, you're about to ruin it. Why did you say so? Damn. <laughs> Let me put on. a rune on this. All right. So this pay-per-view thing that's streaming to your phone while you're at the concert, mm-hmm. you can actually have that stored in your device so that you can go home and actually have a video of the concert without you holding your phone in front of your face to the whole concert. <laughs> That, that so, defeats the purpose. <laughs> I want to watch the concert on my phone while I'm at the concert. So there's all these events where you put your phone in like a, a locked bag mm. so that no one has phones. And uh, some people, it's not about piracy or about making it a special one-time event. They just don't want people that disengaged. Yeah, yeah. And I can appreciate that. But what if this was one of those like uh, Skinner moves, I guess is how I'm picturing. Instead of... Taking the phone away, you give what they're trying to get out of the phone anyway. So you say take the phone away so they don't capture uh, their own copy of the moment to live over and over again in the phone. You give them a house camera copy of the event to live over and over again. What's it going to cost you? What's it, what's you going to lose? You're going to like not see a stand-up comedian over again because you enjoyed their comedy show several times. One show they did like two specials ago. So you have that, and you just get given it from the from the ticket price, and you you're not going to want to pull your phone out because you're like, oh, I got this. I can just enjoy this in the moment See, and then enjoy it again. That's kind of cutting into the bottom line there, buddy. Right. I think that this could be spun in a way where there's like um, bonus bottom line. Um, uh, 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 hey, we we put ten bucks extra on the ticket for your bonus video. Why are you lowballing, cuz? <laughs> All right, I'm trying trying to make money, I'm trying to get rich. All right, one view. You can only view it at the venue, all right? Yeah. After that, it's magically deleted from your phone, magically. Then the performer dies, and their <laughs> artwork is dead forever. It's true. As it should be. Yeah. <laughs> one, Gone to history. One concert only. That's the part that spooks me the most, though. And it's I catch myself, like, averse to things like Instagram stories or things that are impermanent. Mm-hmm. And I, there's this part of me that's like, embrace the impermanence, stare into the void. Everything is impermanent. Nothing is forever. Everything is going to become dust and particles. It's true, man. And a distant star eventually. Just accept that. Stop trying to make everything immortal. Mm-hmm. And just create to just throw it in the wind. Make some Indian sand paintings. Yeah. Make a, make a sand castle to get swallowed by the sea. <coughs> See, I'm all about that. I'm all about that end of the spectrum because I'm like, yo, you know what? Like, eventually the earth is just going to uh, get swallowed by the sun. 
It's going to be awesome. I hope we're all around to see it. Uh, and then no, nothing matters. So like, do whatever. Who cares if it's recorded? I struggle with that though because really? I really want millions of years from now when the sun is swallowing the earth. I really want to know that there's some data center orbiting Alpha Centauri that still has like leftover family pictures of mine from like a hundred thousand years ago. They still have Seinfeld reruns. Yeah, like not just one person Seinfeld reruns, but like multiple people that ripped Seinfeld reruns, and some of them like re. Uh, what's that? When you convert the files, retranscoded. Like old transcodes of people to where it's like all glitchy and shit, and like even even those files are on this data center around Alpha Centauri. Hmm. Just like everyone's BS old data, like uh, even your duplicate files where you're like, oh, you imported it to iTunes and you still have the other file on your desktop. All that crap still like chill in this data center, just like like Lord God of data centers right. for hundreds of thousands of years is just gonna have like my detritus. It's gonna have like my. Uh, my golden files just like lying around in like my like uh, grabbed cutout screenshots of like bits of uh, statistics on an ad I placed or something. <laughs> that's in there too. Right. Even when that's like meaningless, the society exists without money. Someone's going to be able to see what this dude that's me hundreds of thousands of years ago spent on advertising and, and how good their uh, cost per click was and shit. They're like, yo, what the fuck is Wolfenstein? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Wolfenstein was... Whenever I think of Wolfenstein, I think of my first experience as a child with a gray area legally. Yeah. And that's because my parents got from a friend a pirated floppy disk of Wolfenstein. Oh, shit. We had our Tandy 286... Passed out of my grandma. And, uh, you know, we were trying to do everything you could do with it. My my parents had some friend come over and was like, oh, you guys finally got a computer. Let me hook you up with some shit. And this person had, like, drawn the Wolfenstein logo in multiple colored markers on the disc. Oh, it was, like, it's... beautiful. Yeah, but, it's... like, it was such a unique feeling as a kid, like, holding this disc and processing, like, the weird guilt of, like, I, uh... I'm not going to experience this otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Until this game's like really obsolete. That or the game was already obsolete and not in stores anyway. And there yeah. wasn't like, that's what, that's the thing. The, there was another version already out and this was the first one. And we probably would have had to like hunt it down mail order or something. Yeah, yeah. But it still was like illegal. We still didn't pay for it. So it's like, whoa. Yeah, fuck them. Only way to get this. But. You know, I, I mean, I could be framing that wrong, too. It could have been just, like, totally in stores. My parents are just, like, full pirating it. But, Why not, you know, man? We eventually bought many copies of Wolfenstein. You wouldn't steal a car, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't steal someone's soul. Yeah. Music uh, and a lot of other creative media, the whole theft versus legit sharing and, like, exposing people to things, it's just gets into this hopeless pocket where i as a as a content creator i just want to see eyes on it even if i have to work dead-end jobs my entire life to create more that lives on behind me and, and has an impact that's more important to me than 
hoarding it to eventually be able to maybe make money off of it. Right. We're shooting for Apple Centauri here, folks. Not that I don't desperately want people to buy our merch. <laughs> I it's do. True. Listen. True. Listen. That's the sound of lovely merch sliding into your mailbox. It's warm and soft, yet cool in the summertime. It's true. It is. I mean, so, there's fucking socks, man. Yeah. Like, yo, we have socks. It's not like I don't want to survive on it, but I feel like one thing that's going to help content creation industries, media industries, become more of a meritocracy is the willingness that creators have to do it in spite of its complete financial impracticality. <laughs> yeah, so it's, totally. it's all of the people that are like, I'm compelled to do this. I would probably uh, be sick. Like there'd probably be a, a physical man manifestation of a legit uh, mental illness. If I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> just I... periodically creating something, just like screaming into the dark tunnel. Yeah, no, I could totally, yeah, I, I can relate to that totally. You know. Like, I celebrate stats, and I actively try to make this experience better each time. But if there were no stats, and I just knew that one or two people were probably exposed to it, yeah. I'd be doing it anyway. Right. Yeah. At least this deep into season two. Right. What's <laughs> up? What's up, little buddies? And I can't just say that I'm doing it for myself. No, we know you're out there. But the fact that I would do it for myself regardless is, like, the thing behind... You know, I'm sure one could argue that this would also foster people creating content with no motivation to improve it. So I'm sure that there's a lot more mud in the water, too, of people that are doing it just for the sake of doing it, but also aren't trying to make it better for anybody either. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll take it. Those people are going to pop up less in the algorithms that suggest things. They're not going to be trending as much. Right. So. They, they always, some of that stuff always pops up randomly, though. Eventually, like uh -huh. someone goes deep enough into YouTube <laughs> and finds some like random ass shit. And they're like, oh, this is actually kind of weird. <laughs> and I like it. Everyone else should see that. It's like, uh, it's just some like Japanese chick like smashing her face into food. <laughs> Why is that entertaining to me? Or some super old clip of a cartoon that was like a cartoon movie from a different country. Like, somebody touching my spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that, that's an actual thing. Yeah. Uh, that's turned into a bunch of memes. Yeah. Uh, based on the, somebody touching my spaghetti. Is this some bear that's really dramatically upset that someone touched his spaghetti? Oh, that's like. I always, do you ever remember like cartoons you watched as a kid, but you can't remember what the cartoon was, but you can remember some weird details about it? Man, U.S. Acres is furious for that, and not just me, but other people too. U.S. Acres was the cartoon that ran back and forth with the Garfield show. U.S. Acres? Yeah, I remember so like there'd be a Garfield and there'd mm. be a commercial and it'd come back and it'd be these farm animals hmm. and none of the Garfield characters. And they had their own storylines, their own set of characters. And that was called U.S. Acres. So the, the Garfield and Friends show 
would also contain this whole other show. U.S. Acres. Called uh, U.S. Acres, yeah. That. And it oh had its God. own title screen and everything. So you'd come back from commercials and it'd be the U.S. Acres title screen. And then it, one of those. Very rarely they'd cross over. But it was John's, like, Hick Brothers. Huh. And on the farm. But you never saw the brothers very much. It was all the characters. Yeah, all the animals. So there was like a chicken, a cow, and a rooster and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember right. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I don't remember that at but all. It's still Garfield lore. That's one of those that was killing me for a minute. Like, what the hell was that cartoon that looked like Garfield that I always remember being on with Garfield? I, I used to watch this one that I don't, I can never remember what it was, but it was like these, this like young brother and sister. It's a cartoon. Is this the koala one? Yeah. That one does it to me too. With like, but they were aliens. The koalas yeah, the were koalas fucking were aliens, aliens. Totally. And they would like disappear and float around and shit. And like, it was. Dude, no totally- kidding. I was going to bring up that show. Yo. Yeah. Cause we're, we're the exact same age. If uh, anyone yeah, yeah. doesn't know this by now. And when I first discovered Nickelodeon, my grandma had gotten cable and, um, I don't know if she had, recently moved closer or if i just remembering my first memories of the still sticking around of like television that was like good not just like antenna crap yeah yeah and that so that was like one of the first things that i saw on nickelodeon i think those were some of the early days of nickelodeon is what it was yeah totally actually because i forget how young nickelodeon is i think uh, my grandma had cable there for a minute and it was just a relatively new channel yeah i remember it Coming into being Danger Mouse. Yeah, was it the same Mouse. time? Yeah, Danger Mouse was the shit. And they'd play old Rocky and Bullwinkles too. Yeah, I actually remember the name of the show of the koala. What is it? The Zoozles. Oh, the, that's why the, the Zoozles. Yeah, the Zoozles. Man, who's gonna remember that shit? That's a very badly. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah. Why does what what does that? I mean. That maybe they're from the planet Zuzel. It's just like, what's a Zuzel? You know, how do you relate that to something? They're aliens. And it's just like, we're going to come up with a name that you're going to have no associations to link to. Never. Ever. And why aliens looking like a koala? Then you've got to explain why you're a koala. Yeah, yeah, because then you've got to be that koala person. Like, what kind of cover is that? Right. Like, uh, there's no way that alien already looked like a koala. They had to, like, shapeshift and, like, well, I'll choose this form of a koala. That'll blend. Like, maybe people they, see those all maybe the time. They, like, maybe they didn't get into, the, like, the dark side of this cartoon where, like, the aliens came down and they just murdered some koala family and took over their identities. <laughs> man, like, Nickelodeon was fucking dark, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're, if you're the kid with a koala and overalls you're carrying around all the time. Right. Fucking getting answers to your homework questions from it and shit. That's like not a good cover. Right. Someone's gonna want to lock that koala in a plexiglass box and and take its organs out, like on ET. Yeah, totally. That happened in the show. I'm pretty sure. And not man, really. do you remember the the haunting, overarching fear of being a kid in that era of uh, that adults would dissect your alien if you got an alien? Yeah, like you could never legit have an alien friend. No, or you just knew for sure adults would take his organs out. Yeah, that's and they'd what, study like, him. You just can't. You can't study him. He's got to live. He's got to be alive. All those movies were like so terrible because yeah. you're like, oh, you find this like cool little alien friend and he's like hella cool, and then every adult ever yeah. anywhere just <laughs> wants to murder him. Yeah. 
Like what? What the fuck, adults? You can't study him alive. Maybe Yo, learn his man, language. That our parents were fucked, man. Right? <laughs> or what they were trying to portray other adults as? No, nah, it was no. Nah, it's all our pa- everyone's parents, man. That's not. They're all fucked, man. They're alien friend. Man, killers. I'm I'm disappointed, <laughs> frankly. Zoozles, <laughs> man. Yeah, that nostalgia trip. That was a weird cartoon. It had like weird feelings with it too, because you just like couldn't tell if it was like for you. Because like I remember being super young and a lot of shows being obviously like, oh, that's like a girl show. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about dresses and stuff. That one was like, you know, no questions. I love Clarissa explains it all though. What's that? Clarissa explains it all. Oh yeah, that show was awesome. That show was awesome because she was like the next age up yeah, yeah yeah. so it was it fell into that like right in that pocket of like um inexplicably looking up to like what an older sibling yeah or your older sister's like hot friend <laughs> that you had a crush on boom forever that, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's totally correct and she looked the same as sabrina the teenage witch like she just did not age yeah that's true did you see the sitcom she did with joey uh, uh, oh no! Yeah, it was it was the same character that the same dude that played Joey on. Oh, when they tried the friend spinoff. No, no, this was I think this was kind of a Clarissa explains it all spinoff, but like not that direct. Hmm. So it had Melissa Joan Hart, uh, significantly older naturally because this is just a few years ago. I saw this on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called, and it really it has it has some half-assed writing. Yeah. It drags a little. It's not like rewatching all of Friends. I I made it through because I like the characters so much and I like the the actors. Yeah. But yeah, is it Joey Lawrence? I swear Lawrence isn't his name, but yeah, the dude that played Joey. There was the Joey was the character Lawrence. in Clarissa Explains It All, right? I have no idea. You guys, get on these comments on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we need answers. What's up, Carrie, by the way? Hey, what's up, Chris? We need answers. Yeah. We don't remember shit sometimes. <laughs> but this was a show. I, I'm not going to tell you more about it because I don't want you to go watch it. But it shows that at least <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart was, was staying busy. And I was happy to see her do that. And I, I don't think it did very well because it wasn't parts of it weren't that good. But it was it was like uh, just half-assed writing. Yeah. Some writing that was a little bit trite. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I expected to happen here. Yeah. Like, well, who am I to judge? I'm not writing any sitcoms right sitcom now. Sitcom 101. Yeah. But yeah, we got to bring back some Melissa Joan Hart and something uh-huh. else is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Melissa Joan Hart, hit me up. Timeless. Hit me up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're just, we're one of those podcasts now. We're just going to name female celebrities that <laughs> we want to see do stuff again. Right. Yo, what about... <laughs> no. Applegate. I'm not going to go down there. I'm Christine not Applegate. Go, not going to go down that road. I mean... No. That's a timeless one. That's you know, the stars that I, I would still impregnate even were they an old lady. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's all right. Applegate. Imagine old lady app Christine Applegate is sounds still still like pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I, I can get with it. You're going to see aspects of her uniqueness in the folds of her face. They're going to be like, I know those folds, and that's going to be endearing. 
It's my theory. But I mean, a kid though, man. <laughs> like, come on. I would say attempt to impregnate. <laughs> really half-hassedly well, yeah, on the impregnation part. We're talking about someone that's all out that's of eggs. Yeah. There's oh, no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. no more eggs to fertilize right. anyway. All right. Okay. So I'm. I'm not going to expect her to like old lady raise some kid. All right. That, I don't want to kill her. It'll be like the miracle baby that you have to raise. <laughs> yeah, part of what's sexy is Melissa Joan Hart dying from childbirth. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, right. I see We're the whole twisted. path. I'm attracted to the whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to take it on the kid. Oh, God. <laughs> You're the reason Melissa Joan Hart isn't with us anymore. <laughs> It's all your fault. <laughs> Zoom out from this fantasy. That's like, yeah. <laughs> That's all part of the fantasy. <laughs> oh, man. Terrible. Man, I would have You're an terrible. angry, bitter, bitter kid with her. We're terrible. Okay, so... We're probably going to hell, man. And we're going to take with us a very important thing that we do. That we usually do... Right in between the two hours, but you know, we're we're rolling on some stuff. I didn't want to break it up. Yeah. But yeah. basically, you know. It's time for Commercial, commercial Chug. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save forty five percent on packages compared to your high priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800 800-293- Hey, dishes, you know, they're not just for serving meals to people. They're also for transmitting information into your home for cheaper than the content delivery networks that we talked garbage on a moment ago. And one day when the satellites aren't so far away, we can get some internet that way too, and it won't be as slow as current satellite internet. But speaking of stuff traveling through the air, like a satellite, you can travel through the air further down than even the lowest satellites, but still very high in the air in a metal tube to your friends and relatives. You can get over there quicker by flying in a plane. You can snuggle strangers. You can battle elbows. Or you can snag yourself a cozy lay down seat by yourself on an airplane uh airplanes are good have an airplane greece is cheap but the airfare costs a fortune paris not much closer and again airfare what about puerto vallarta let's face it flying anywhere is just too expensive wait what's this low-cost airlines with one call to low-cost airlines you'll drastically slash your travel costs we're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations 
Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-515-2397. 800-515-2397. Hey, here's the thing. If you need that number again, rewind. If you're listening to this on some type of media where you can't rewind, you need to climb into the future because... I can't remember the last time I consumed any piece of media that I couldn't rewind. Can you? We just rewind. Guys, we, we, we're rewinders now. We live in an era of rewinding. In fact, you should rewind this entire broadcast every time you show it to a friend and neighbor. Because we can't grow without you. Uh, technically, we need you. And we love you. And we belong to you. And, I mean, you could probably grow without us, but highly improbable. Yeah, you're going to grow stupid and crooked, (laughs) whereas when you grow with us, you're going to grow firm and steadfast in righteousness. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-961-2480. You know what it's time for now? All the time. Time for taxes. To win taxes every day. We love to do taxes every day. All the taxes. Get them down. Put them in your throat and choke them down. The following story is fictional. Woo, boy. I had a rough night's sleep. Let me read you that letter I got from the IRS. Dear John, according to our records, you owe the IRS $37,950.50. If you don't call us right away and set up a payment plan, we're going to freeze your bank account and put a lien on your home. Well, heck, part of me says you want my trailer, you can go ahead and have it. And I only got 100 bucks in the bank anyway. But so here's what I did. I called me the tax doctor. I paid them their fee, and I got the whole thing reduced to $1,000. If you owe the IRS any personal or business taxes well north of $10,000, you call yourself the tax doctor right now. See if they can save you some real money. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. I mean, I feel like a chorus of people saying the number is more communal. It's more engaging. Yeah, you'll actually, uh, you can sometimes summon demons that way. Good demons, too. Yeah, tax demons. Tax demons! (laughs) 
Oh man, that makes me want to wrap my car. <laughs> do you ever like think of a business idea that you don't actually want to do the job, but you wish you could like come up with the cool graphics to wrap your car in that? Yeah, all the time. Like I've I've driven past like AC cooling refrigerant companies or like popsicle truck or like a gardener and been like, man, if I did that. I was like a dream up like logo and yeah, like, yeah. my car with it. And then it always circles back around to like, oh man, I hate doing that job though. Yeah, whenever I want to actually do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to do what they do. I just want to drive the car around looking hot, looking like that vinyl wrap, that, that vinyl oh, wrap. Oh, wait, tip. Like, like that uh, that plumbing company in town? Are where, you talking about the superhero looking one? No, there's on their trucks, like on the driver's side, on the door, it'll have a. On the bottom half of the door, it's like a dude sitting, sitting on the toilet. On the to- yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah. inspiring. Right? Man, yeah. if I could communicate that kind of intent, like that kind of humor level on something like, I mean, we all, we all interact with that device. Right. We have all, we have the toilet inside of us. <laughs> we all have the toilet inside of us. Speaking of, uh, carrying around filth and embarrassment a lot of us might need a touch of help with our credit score oh yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah, number you know you, you might have a couple things that you can call up the creditor and do a little negotiation if you haven't heard of this you can often talk them down to settling for a smaller amount but or talk them down off the ledge yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Man, if people... I don't want to name which particular creditors <laughs> that still think I owe them money. They're a corporation, so I'm not wishing this upon an individual. But I, I would love to see some, some ledge standing yeah. on some of the... Oh, you just have like an office building. Well, to go to an ER and then to get two separate charges for three grand, to go to an ER for an asthma attack and just get some albuterol inhaler that like i know the nebulizer uh i found one for 20 30 bucks at a thrift store i know new that's like not an expensive piece of equipment and i didn't get to keep any nebulizer yeah actually i didn't use a nebulizer i used an oxygen tank in place of the nebulizer but it still went into the same kind of mouthpiece mm-hmm. which is 17 dollars tops at the durable yeah. medical supply stuff the medicine with insurance to get like a box of the inserts. It's like $14. I don't know how much the insurance covers, but I bought it without insurance too. And I think it was like 40 bucks. So like, that's all I was given. Plus like, like a little bit of reassuring talk. Yeah. Yeah. I do not feel like I got like two instances of 3000. Cause there is a, a separate fee from the hospital and from the respiratory specialist or something like that. It turned yep. into three fees and one was like three or 400 and then two, $3,000 ones for one ER visit. And I didn't even get like a new prescription from it or anything. I just didn't have any nebulizer time. I was in between insurances. Like next month I had insurance. So it was just like in that one gap. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for that creditor. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So speaking of wanting to see something on a ledge, like I mean, if, like it if, really, it really shouldn't work that way. I feel like I'm paying for everyone else that also didn't pay their medical bill. Like I'm not paying it. That's pretty much <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. 
<laughs> Credit repair! Do you want to pay more for a new car or new home or less? Yeah! Do you want to pay higher interest rates on your credit cards or even to refinance student loan debt or less? Yeah! The secret to paying less on everything is a better credit score. Is your credit score less than 700? Do you even know? Well, now at the same time, you can learn exactly what your credit score is and learn how to make it better. And when you call our special credit repair hotline, you'll speak to an expert that will tell you simple steps to start improving your credit score. And the call and consultation are F-R-E-E. That's free. I'm telling you, the secret to paying less is a better credit score and you can fix it right now so please make this free call and change your life 877-857-1286 877-857-1286 that's 877-857-1286 1286 okay you know yeah. you know what you, do. You, guys, you, you rewind that you, know you call them deal. most importantly you tell them radiovegas.rocks sent you it's not just important to tell all your friends and neighbors about the greasy conversation show and also podcast that they can get on iTunes where you can also rate us on iTunes because we need more iTunes ratings. It's a thing. People forget to rate iTunes things. Yeah. Just do, do it. That. Yeah. You rate us up. Bums. Check out our music on Spotify. Spotify is becoming something that people use now. That's, yeah. that's hip nowadays, I guess that old Spotify, but most of all, we need you to invest in us. Not just pay some subscription service to access our music and maybe a few cents trickles down from streaming incidences that pile up or, uh, dare I say, even purchasing our merch will not benefit as much as financing our big ideas, such as the device that's soon to be on Kickstarter that will clean the top of your soda cans because... It's real. It's so real. I went to buy some beers and you, gentlemen, ladies, you can find this on my Instagram. There's this freezer, like the standard glass door fridge mm. at this gas station. It's just pouring water inside the fridge from rain, getting its, getting its way into the rocking refrigerator, like dripping all over moldy rafters and oh, soaking up all kinds yeah. of gnarly old drywall and rat feces and, and crap. A little asbestos sprinkled in. Yeah, totally. Just g- trickling through asbestos and, and dead bats to finally dribble all over this brown, gross, inside a building rainwater, inside this fridge, all over my beer cans. Then, of course, I still purchased there. I didn't go to another store. <laughs> right. But... I'm just kind of like... Uh... Yeah, right. I got him anyway. I washed my hands after bringing him in the house. But it wouldn't have been a big deal if there was some device that would just, like, clean the tops of the cans. No, especially if I could put that on the cans and walk away from it and trust that this automated butler would give me a nice sterilized can without me rinsing it and toilet papering off the top and then realizing I didn't really get the outer edge of the rim. Yeah. Oh. Going back to that and looking and seeing there's still a couple speckles in there. Yeah. You don't know what those speckles are made of. Man. They look like they're made of black mold. Speckles are the worst. Those speckles. Get you know, me every time. Doesn't it only take a speckle of, like, ricin to just die? I actually don't know, but I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> I, I, I feel very strongly that that's probably true. 
I just want to sound cool by remembering the name of a poison. Yeah. Like a really hip one, like ricin. Yeah, ricin. It's terrible. Yeah. And there's ricin all over these soda cans. It's gross. It's floating around. That ricin Conspiracy rain. town. Anyway. Hey, was there any other products that, uh... Uh, yeah, I want, I want beer can bushes. Yeah! I, wanna, I knew there was when we discussed I want to genetically engineer a beer can, because that makes total sense, so that I can plant a beer can seed, and then I'll have a bush that sprouts beer cans, beers, full, full cans of beer. I love the idea of an intermediate stage of this. Where the can feels like a squishy rind. It's like a tall boy shaped like lemon. <laughs> yeah. And it like ferments and grows the liquid inside. It's yeah, like. Until it's ripe and firm. Yeah, it's like yeah. crossbred with barley. And then it's also crossbred with this like way that it symbiotically raises this yeast. And then the yeast escapes this chamber at the same at the right time to then mix with the the barley and the rainwater. It's collected in a pitcher, and it's just like this plant's oh, yeah. got the whole system. But like you pluck these beers off in the early generations, and it just like just feels like a like a big cylindrical lemon. It's all <laughs> rindy. Uh, oh man, just drinking beer out soon. of like a rind. It's too soon. That sounds awesome. Like hollow out a lemon and use it for like a beer cup. Yeah. That actually would be pretty yummy. Lovely. But just <laughs> that tall boy shape, though. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, it's ideas like this that you can get with these people deal with this. You have no idea. I've got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free Big Idea Starter Guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free Big Idea Starter Guide guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-208-9876-800-208-9876-800-208-9876. That's that medical one. Yeah, yeah we're totally in a hospital now. Yeah, and now... Performing... Now we're near a dinosaur. <laughs> now, now we're, we're opening an old wooden Victorian door. Where no, we're lawyers. Yeah, that sounded hella lawyer. Lawyered. Objection. <laughs> that one sounds like there's knives we're, we're dodging. That's like a sci-fi horror show. Yeah. Yeah, like there's. Wait, this is the double one. Oh, fake oh, out. <laughs> We're just going to walk everyone through the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it, so I'm just like enjoying my own little tour of it. <laughs> right. That's what's great. You know, you just, you just put us on in the background. Pets love us, by the way. They've told us before. Oh, man, that stuff gets pets riled up. Yo. Yeah, you, you give your cat a little nip, nip them up. And put on some, put on a little bit of 
and they're like ready. They're ready to play. Have you seen that app that has like a little fish? No. And the cat bats at the fish, and naturally little pads are good enough mm. to interrupt the capacitance field of the screen to be fancy about it. And then like the fish like swims away and then comes back. So the cats really can feel like they're playing with some video game fish. Oh man, that sounds awesome. And our cat, you could tell she knew it was a game and a picture on a screen, mm. but she was still down to play it for a while and then got over it. Yeah. Mm. I've seen that with like laser cats too. You're like, all right, dumb cats thinks it's going to catch it. Really thinks it's really going to catch the laser. But no, no, you play games thinking you're not really going to shoot Al-Qaeda. You don't, yeah, you don't totally. play that thinking you're really flying in a in a bus, like a flying, building forts. What do you, right. you think you're building forts? Like, oh, you actually fly spaceships, you dumb idiot. You don't fly <laughs> spaceships. You can't fly a spaceship, you dummy. Lightsabers aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to meet Darth Vader in real life. That's what I feel like when people say those things about laser cats. Yeah. I'm like... Dude, you've got your own lasers. You're talking shit on this cat's having a good time. <laughs> right. He's not stupid. He knows what he's chasing. Yeah. He likes it. Yeah, it's fun. And you put the same laser on, like, the ceiling fan, and it just, like, swoops around. There's no, like, thought to it. Yeah. They're bored with it. Yeah. It's it's your mind messing with the cat. They're yeah. playing a game with you. Yeah, that's totally. You don't even realize that, like, you're the dummy thinking that you're tricking this cat. Right. But meanwhile, the cat knows full well that you're a person aiming a light around. Right. And the cat's trying to do its best to get the light before you move it. Yeah. It's... And the cat the whole time was like, look at this dummy. Yeah, he's understanding like the game better than the Thinks person. Thinks he's tricking me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're tricking me. Who feeds who? That's what I want to know. Who feeds who? Do you ever, like, look at a dog... Just really sucking up to a person, just really like uh, idolizing them, and then that same person owns a cat that they're very close to, mm-hmm. and you see the cat across the room just looking at the situation with this look like, I do not like how that dog is going about this. Yeah, this totally. dog is totally making us both look like pussies. Right, I'm totally about that too. Because like as I've, uh, I don't know why, but like as I've gotten older, I just like don't like dogs as much because they're too needy mm. and i'm just about that with like any person uh-huh. like if you're more needy than a cat i can't have you in my life hey it's worse things than that you some know? cats are pretty needy but like yeah at least you'd shit in the same place every time right <laughs> but like yeah no i yeah dogs are dogs are crap yeah it's it's funny watching cats be judgmental of dogs oh yeah oh, just yeah. seeing this look like I, i've got a way i do this and i don't like the way you're <laughs> like Man, you're putting way too much effort into this. Yeah, you just hand it over to them. You're not making right. them work for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, cats, no. Nah. I can dig cats. Because they're like, they're just, they just know. They're like, all right, I just, like, play hard to get, you know? Yeah, you that's, that's such a thing. Like, uh, not allowing physical affection when I want to mm-hmm. get physical affection. The, there's definitely a manipulation Oh, yeah. There of the cat of me to uh, exercise control over when I get to touch her. Oh yeah, and like most cats do that. Just fair. Yeah, it's like humans are already used to that level. I can totally play with some cat politics. Right. I don't need to me too my cat all up. I'm gonna respect her space. <laughs> oh my god. So me too my cat. I 
have to read some Trump words. Oh man, I I really wanted to read it. But you can read it totally. No, no, no. You got to. Yeah. I have this ready and I think I got the battery too. All right. This Trump quote's so good. All right. It's the second paragraph. This is a new segment called uh read stuff with a serious face that we can't believe a world leader actually said this way. Oh, the second the that one the UK Yeah. Loves me. All right. So this is this is a new uh segment called am I on acid or am I actually the president? <laughs> the UK loves me. In fact, my mother was from the UK. They love me there even if they're not treating us well with trades, but they will. They like me a lot in the UK. Widespread protests opposing President Trump's stay began. Do I got to read all that? <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, you read what you want and then not what you don't want. You're all right. free this I'll just, I'll just read it all. Yeah, whatever the just fuck. Just read the stuff Trump said. They are not treating us well with trades. Well, what does will. that mean? They Mommy, like, I'm not getting treated right with trades. They like me a lot in the UK. Meanwhile, there's like tens of thousands of people protesting. But anyway. Yeah, they love him. Uh, widespread protests opposing President Trump's day began Thursday evening. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I really want to read the Elton yeah, yeah. John quote. I know what you're talking about. Hold on. I've got it on this other tab. Yeah. You guys. You guys. Have a stick. That was the real... That was the real am I on acid or am I the president? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, even though this is brand new that he said this, it's already on Snopes, because there's so many people incredulous about this. You'll have to scroll a little bit, but oh, yeah. it should be sectioned. We're going to have another anticipation for this. All right, so this was an actual quote from... Well, no, let's not play that game. So it's a game, right, that we play. It's called... Am I on acid, or am I actually the president of the United States? <laughs> and I want to read it like him, but I'm just going to do it. I just got just it. reading it like you're an adult is yeah. weird because seeing the words arranged like that, it's like like a awkward tween having to give like a book report they didn't prepare for. Right. But then it's actually said when you hear it with all this confidence. Yeah. I've never heard more confident stumbling over concepts that are like half ideas. Right. All right. Here we go. Am I on acid? Who knows? I've broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And I, <laughs> by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ. And lots of other people helping. No, we've broken a lot of records. We've broken virtually every record. Because, you know, look, I only need this space. They need much more room for basketball, for hockey, and all of the sports. They need a lot of room. We don't need it. We have people in that space. So we break all of these records. Really, we do it without, like, the musical instruments. This is the only musical, the mouth. And hopefully... The brain attached to the mouth, right? The brain, more important than the mouth, is the brain. The brain is much more important. Yeah, yeah, you said that a couple times. So, such a worthless point, 
to then repeat so adamantly. Yo, yeah, but, the brain's more important than the mouth. Yo, but guys, seriously, I'm frying balls right now. <laughs> That's less eloquent than I've ever sounded frying on acid. Right? I really, I, I want that Trump acid. Like, yo, where did we get it? Here's the other thing that bothers me is the majority of Elton John's hits, he plays piano, not organ. Yeah. In this paragraph, he said organ like four times. Elton John recently donated an organ, and then he helped fund this other organ. I was, I just, after seeing that, I had to look up how involved with organs Elton John was as a piano player. Not as, not as much as I you mean, would think. Was he alluding to Elton John's wiener, like his, his, his organ? I, yeah, man, I don't know. Because, I, mean, I mean, the way this is worded, that's, God, that makes just as much sense. Right. I mean, but picture this. That was at a rally for his re-election that uh, Trump has done more of those than he has, like, press conferences, right? Yeah. And there's tons of people in the crowd eating it up. They love it. And it it doesn't say anything like no it just leaves him as this perfect thing to just project on yeah and just look at someone confident all these people that just lack a confident influence to such an extent that anyone exuding this much confidence no matter how ridiculous their intents are is inspiring and comforting enough they can just assume anyone this confident is eventually going to have their best interest. In yeah. Mind. They're eventually going to turn around. This, is, this isn't going to just continue on the same way it's continued, even though why? There's no evidence that this person's going to live their life any different than they have for the last 30 years. Right. I wonder if it's like that same thing you get uh, in music, you know, that you get the expectation, the mm. build up, and then the release, where it's like, okay, he's going to make a point somewhere. Yeah. One of these days. I'm going to know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and then I'm, and then it's going to, you know, I'm going to get the little tingle in my spine. And then the problem is, once you really do get a clear intent, the intent's gross. The intent's <laughs> hateful and discriminatory. And, uh, what's, man, the, the idea that we would take so few refugees and then jail them. Uh, separating families aside, just making it a crime to even seek asylum the wrong way when the right way is so unclear. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I don't know, man. That's, and, I guess that's what happens when you get a, a reality TV star's president, though. I mean, it's cool. And the deterrent argument. Like, why do we need to deter people that have no other choice but to come here? That's hopeless. Yeah, it's pretty shitty, man. Like, I, like, they're fucking people. Yeah. Like, they have shit going on. Like, we we all have, like, friends and family that have, like, rough times and shit. I've gone through a bunch of shit. You can't deter <laughs> people from seeking a better situation for themselves. Yeah, any more than you can deter people from getting access to marijuana. And yeah. forming distribution networks to get access to it. And... Uh, the war on drugs is, at least as far as marijuana is concerned, at least the war on that drug and that country, so to speak, that war is over and drugs won. Right? Like, I love <laughs> the old Bill Hicks bit where he always talks about the war on drugs and he's like, this uh, indicates that, you know, there is a war 
against the people on drugs, and the people on drugs are winning. <laughs> but, like, you know what's fucked up, though? Is, like, given that so many states have legalized marijuana, and, like, business is booming, and then all these uh, investor types are getting involved in the business, and there's still people being put in jail for possessing this thing. Yeah. In fucking sane, man. Like... More people put in jail than any other country. I don't remember if it's still a factor of ten or just a factor of eight now. <laughs> We're but number it's just one. Ridiculous. Yeah. We're number one. We're not even jailing a, a few more people than the next country runner-up. And I'm, I'm talking, we jail more than Russia. We jail more than uh, Belarus. What's that war zone one Anthony Bourdain was in? I don't remember. Oh, man, any of them. Name it. Any other countries. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just want to name awful countries so we could Right, and, and just uh, be like, yo, we jail more people than, than yeah. them over, like, stupid shit that doesn't doesn't affect anyone. And, like, if it was legalized, it would actually be a net gain on society because then uh, you'd get rid of, like, illegal trafficking of that substance, which causes a whole slew of issues in South America anyway. Yeah. You know? Like, come on now. It's going to be a minute before enough comes to the surface and enough is declassified, enough is confirmed by authorities involved in it right now to see how deep the drug trafficking and the, the underground economy goes with South America. Yeah. In the midst of these war zones and these neglected situations down there, the blind eye we're turning to the civil war just south of us Civil War is plural. Uh, I wonder, every time I think about it, how much that has to do with the United States' shadow drug economy. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it's going to be this thing where, I mean, in the future, people are going to look at it and it, it's it's going to be like a fucking disgrace, man. I mean, there has to be lobbyists. There has to be lobbyists for uh, cartels and for mm. illegal drug trafficking organizations. It's got to be under the guise of something else, some other company. Well, think uh, about how big, like, think about just the budget for the DEA. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean... When there's that much money spent on an organization that's that ineffective, yeah. there's such giant organizations on the other side uh, not getting caught more than some peripheral branches snipped off here and there when people mm -hmm. get, uh, get violent or on the wrong side of the DEA or... Or don't toss down a yacht or whatever bribery travels through that direction. And like it, it could be solved just by like decriminalizing drugs. Yeah, which, I mean, that's, that's insane. But that's that's that would collapse a whole economy. That right. That lobbyists behind politicians must be influencing. There must be some kind of political oh, motive God, for so that disgusting. not to be the it's case. It's so disgusting when you put it like that. When you can save that much money, you, there's never been a legislation that saved that much money that hasn't been div been approached. Even legalization of weed. Uh, it finally got approached because of the dollar signs involved. Like, and okay, that's it, we finally can do this where it's going to make more than the cartel money is bringing in. Yay, capitalism. Yeah. It's not going in taxes. It's got to be some of that underground payola. It's got to be yeah, some of Yeah, totally, the, man. Some of the gifts and favors that go to politicians. Ah, irritates me so fucking much. I can't even. Oh, I can... Yeah, because these are like 
organizations that function on murder. Because, like, let, let's, like, travel 20 years in the future and be like, hey, you assholes were on the wrong side of history again. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Let's make a fucking reality TV show out of it because you guys are fucking idiots. And, oh, man, I just... Mm. The wrong side of history is a great bow to tie around a lot of this because we wouldn't have the opinions that we have about what seems to be bad decisions to us if it weren't for the comparison to these decisions previously already having been made. Right. Those who don't learn history are destined to repeat it. Yeah. And it's dripping with that right now. Read a fucking book. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean... Yeah, maybe we should just, like, start mailing books to all the fucking Congress critters and all these idiots, but they aren't going to read them unless you, like, stuff it with fucking money, because that's all that matters. Mail them Mein Kampf. <laughs> be like, is this what you're trying to do? Is this your whole strategy? Is right. this your endgame here? No, then they'll get, well, I'm sure they've all read it. but you know, I'm sure but. they've all had multiple copies mailed to them. They've probably got a stack of them on there. Right. So like, it's what they keeping like. Keeping their coffee table level. That's what they light their $10 million cigars with. <laughs> Man, I don't know why people keep mailing me Hitler's book. I'm trying to say. Man, shit's so crazy. Shit's so crazy. Should be cray cray. But we want to. Oh, is it really that? It's... Send you off. Oh, yeah. no. We've got to let the next broadcasters hop on the stage. What about, uh, can we end on the high note? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, uh, go roll a fat-ass blunt. Because at least we've got that. Yeah. At least we've been given that freedom. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, corporate overlords. You can't deny that victory. We love you. We're so appreciative of you. And have some Kratom instead of opioids before that's nixed, too. Yeah, it's great. On the real. All right. Peace out. Bye. I love you.